Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. Before we get into this episode, I do have a quick announcement. I've been trying to cut out the intros for you guys because I want to get right to the content, but today I need you to just wait five seconds, (laughs) maybe a little bit more, and just hear me out on this, especially if you are a coach and or nutritionist, dietitian, trainer looking to move online to help people. We are officially launching the Tailored Coaching Mentorship, Um, and this is going to be ran by myself. Caroline Offensein, uh, who is, I would consider, our head coach of the team, as well as Brandon Roberts, Dr. Brandon Roberts, that is, PhD, um, who is the chief science officer of our team. So you will have uh, the founder and the CEO of Tailored Coaching Method, the head coach, and the chief science officer leading you through 12 weeks, 12 modules, um, weekly lectures, weekly assignments, monthly quizzes, a Facebook group for access, feedback, guidance, support, and a weekly Q&A where we will go live with the group and answer specific questions about your problems, your clients, your training, your program design, like what you are doing. So this is going to be the first time we've done anything like this, but we wanted to take our time with it. We want to keep it small and we want to launch it the right way. So we are only opening 10 spots for this. Today is day one. There's a link in the show notes. It's the first link you will see in the description. Um, Click that, sign up if you want to get in. First month, we are going to cover nutrition. So the entire first month, you're going over everything you can think of inside of the realm of nutrition, coaching, and how to do that to your best ability. Um, And again, you will have a weekly Q&A roundtable with all three of us. So not only are you going to get access to the weekly module, so you're getting the lectures, you're learning the the material, but you're also going to be talking with us every week as well. Uh, Month two is all about research and becoming an evidence-based practitioner, and that's going to be led by Brandon. Um, Diving into research and diving into science and how to interpret science, how to apply the science, how to actually read a research study, what kind of studies you should be looking for, where to find those studies, Um, some actual studies to read. So we're going to dive pretty deep into that stuff with him. And then month three is going to be myself and I will be taking you through training program design business systems, and coaching systems. Um, So uh, we are going to literally show you how to do the nutrition side, do the training side, do the research side, do the business development, look into coaching systems. Um, We're going to teach you everything we possibly can in those three months. Uh, Once again, this is the first time we're running this, so we're keeping it pretty tight. There's only 10 spots available. If you are interested in this, there is a link in the show notes. It's the first one you will see in the description. Click that, sign up. You will get an email introducing uh, the program to you getting you access to the private Facebook group where the Q&As will be held and where you can ask questions any day of the week. Um, And then from there, you can just wait and be patient because day one is September 21st. That is the first day 
uh, first week of lectures. So you will get an email right before then with the curriculum, with what to expect, with the schedule, so on and so forth. So um, I'm going to I'm gonna stop talking now. I'm really excited about this, but um, I am going to get to the episode. So once again, all the coaches, dietitians, trainers, anybody out there who is looking to either become an online coach, learn how to be a better trainer, or just deliver a better product to your clients, and you want to know how to be an evidence-based coach who actually loves and practices the best of what you can do, like literally being the best coach of yourself. So um, if you're interested, click the link. Otherwise, stay tuned. The episode is right around the corner. All right, guys. uh, Friday, part two of uh, nutrition FAQ. Um, Second week of this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like these questions. It's gotten uh, a ton of feedback. So Uh, it makes it easy to... Like, because it's all, it's like so on topic, you know, on cue versus we go from entrepreneurship to parenthood to training volume to (laughs) like worst diet ever, like to like, what are your favorite albums of the, you know, in a Q and a, yeah, yeah. Just so random. Yeah. But which is cool. Yeah. But it's cool to switch it up. Yep. All right. Um, here we go. So, uh, next question is going to be, how do you deal with cravings and hunger during a diet? There's, you know, like, I think that part part of it is, yeah, water is a big one actually, but part of it is like the mental side of things. I think that you, you have to go into a diet, like almost weirdly excited to diet, you know, because if you go into a diet with, and this is going to be, this is a, this is a funny analogy. Um, and this is, this is something my dad told me Mm -hmm. years ago. I think he was trying to scare me away from drugs. Yeah. (laughs) Like basically he said like. If you eat mushrooms while like really worried about eating mushrooms, you're going to have a really, really bad experience. And as a kid, that immediately freaks you out. So yeah. you're never going to take them because yeah. you're thinking I'm going to freak out if I yeah. take these. But this is the same thing with a diet. If you go into a diet thinking this is going to suck, this is going to be rough, I'm going to be hungry all the time, you're not going to have fun dieting. You're going to have a really shit experience. You're going to have cravings all the time. You're going to be hungry all the time. Um, so I think part of it is – you have to mentally be ready. There's a lot of times where a client is like talking about fat loss and I'll like quiz them on things to see if they're mentally there. Mm-hmm. Are you mentally ready to step into a diet? And if you are, you're just going to have less cravings yeah. because you know what you're doing. You're excited about it. It's the same thing. Like by the time I get into my cutting phase, I'm probably not going to have cravings because I'm, I'm like in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm ready for this. This is what I wanted. I'm excited about the end result. But if you don't have clarity and motivation around that, you're going to be struggling. So the first piece is just mental, the mental side of it. Okay. So what if uh, someone's not ready or not mentally ready? How do you help them? That's where I, I typically say, like, wh- why are we jumping in a diet? Yeah. You know, because it's like, well, I want to lose weight. Okay, well, why do you want to lose weight? And you just keep asking why and why and why. And then eventually you get to a point where it's like, I don't even like taking off my shirt in front of my wife or in front of my husband because I'm so self-conscious. It's like, okay. Now, do you want to diet? Mm-hmm. And usually the answer is yes, because yeah. they're like, yeah, because I really hate that fucking feeling. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, just remember that if things the, come with it. Exactly. So this is where pain and pleasure come, yeah. come together, right? Yeah. The, the pain of dieting and going through that leads to the pleasure of being uh, but, confident. I'm taking saying uncomfortableness. Well, the reason I, mean, I say I, pain and pleasure is because there's a, there's actually like a, a mindset course by Tony Robbins that talks oh, about pain and pleasure. Okay. Okay. So like the way he distinguishes is the pain of going through the diet gives you the pleasure of being able to take off your shirt confidently. Okay. But the pleasure of eating fast food, not dieting, being where you're at gives you the pain 
of not being confident yep. in front of your wife or your husband. So now you go, what pain is worse, right? Usually the confidence one. Yep. Like I would, fuck it, I'll diet. Yep. I want that confidence, you know? Yep. So by the end, you either, you learn one or two things though. When you start, we call it peeling the onion, right? You're just peeling the onion, layer after layer with the person, asking them why, asking them why, digging deeper. By the time you get to the center of the onion, center of them, you, you will either eat, say, a, we have a really good why now, like you really understand and you're going to have all the motivation in the world or B, you realized I, I don't really want to diet Yeah. because you start asking why and they're like, honestly, I don't really give a shit about it. Now that I think about it, I just thought I, why'd you hire me? Yeah. Well, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> yeah. I screw myself out of a job. Yeah. No, but sometimes it's, it's one of those, it's like a, it's like a comparison thing. Like, Oh, well, my friends are trying to get leaner or like, you know, my friends are obsessed with lifting. I don't really care too much. You know, it's like, okay, shit, dude, I even, this sounds funny, but this is what humans do. I remember buying like Jordans and shit like that because my friends were. Yeah. I never have liked wearing Jordans yeah. ever, but I just was like, that's what they do. I want to be cool. Like I'm just yep. going to buy Jordans and stuff. Yep. Um, whereas like you truly like yeah. sneakers, yeah. like you really like shoes. So that, you know what I mean though? Yeah. Like people will just kind of do what they see people doing. So sometimes you just pick it apart and you realize that they, they just don't want to die. Yeah. Um, and in the case that let's say they really do have good meaning, but they do struggle and they're not ready for it. They might not be ready for it for physiological reasons. And that's where we're like, Hey, let's take a diet break first. Let's, let's take a maintenance phase. Let's build some muscle. Let's focus on performance. You know, like I love doing that with people. Like let's set a three rep max on deadlift bench and squad, do a two K row. Like let's do some performance metrics and just focus on that for a while. Take your mind off of your body composition and then come back to it when you're mentally ready. Touche. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but cravings, <laughs> um, yeah. mentally being there first is always the, like, that's like the first thing. Then definitely increasing your water intake. Sounds so simple, but it works. It works. I mean, it just yeah. works. Like y y there is some like health, uh, components, like it's going to help your metabolism, so on and so forth. But really it's just, you're just, you're getting full. You're yeah. just drinking a ton of water. Um, chewing gum has been shown to help quite a bit. Um, some people have issues with too many sugar alcohols, like the artificial sugars that are in gums when they have like a pack of gum a day, yeah. which I've done. Like when I'm dieting hard, like I'll just chew gum after gum until the pack's gone. Um, and Your that jaw surgery, <laughs> chimney Christmas. <laughs> I have really strong jaw. Oh my God. I have broke my jaw, but, um, yeah. not from chewing gum. Yeah. Um, but that usually can cause like bloat, gas, digestive issues. Cause I mean. There's just so much gum, mm -hmm. you know, and essentially just, it's almost like you just put an air in your gut. Um, and then tea, coffee, caffeine, those things always work really well. Um, and then the last thing is like fibrous or voluminous foods. So if I go on a diet, usually like my lunch goes from that, like yogurt, oatmeal thing, which it's like a small little bowl. Yeah. That's like 800 calories because I put a ton of yogurt, way two packs of oatmeal. I put a bunch of berries in there. It, like it ends up being quite a bit of calories. But I could have a fucking huge salad bowl full of tons of romaine lettuce, chicken, tomatoes, olives, bacon, like tons of stuff, and it would be 500 calories. Mm -hmm. So when you start dieting, you go, okay, what's the most voluminous food I can have? Yeah. Right? Um, instead of having bread, I'm probably going to have sweet potatoes. Right? Instead of having oats, I might have rice and veggies, like things like that. And that's why when people see like, quote unquote, bro diets, when people are getting deeper in a diet and they're eating more plain bro foods, part of it is not because those are special foods. It's really just... Those foods fill you up more yeah. and this person's dieting. And if they're dieting, they want to be full more. So choosing voluminous foods is super helpful. Yeah. Um, how do you weigh, I mean, side qu question, how do you like, do you have a, a gallon thing of Greek yogurt? I mean, just <laughs> a like, gallon. that'd be so big. I mean, like, they not have to that go, big, but I mean, think of a gallon jug of water. 
of yogurt? I mean, yeah, you're right. I don't think they sell half it. gallon at Costco. <laughs> yeah, do they have a half gallon of yogurt? I'm Costco? sure they're huge tubs. Yeah, um, I do. Uh, I don't know how big. It's got to be like. But you just four or five cups. But how did? How, okay, maybe you just do it by eye now. But how nope, do? You, how I do you wait. So I, I get like the I get uh, Oikos Triple Zero. That's what it's called, like yeah. Greek yogurt. Yeah. Um, and it's just in the bigger tub. Yeah. And I put my bowl on the scale, zero it out, and then I just put in as much as I need. And then in my fitness pal, I just have X amount of grams. So I think my yogurt thing is like three hundred grams of Greek yogurt with one scoop of whey, two oatmeal packets, and then one hundred and fifty grams of berries. Eight hundred calories. That's about eight hundred calories. Wow. It's like hundred grams of carbs, probably like forty, fifty grams of protein. Pretty low fat. Yeah. Wow. All right. Anyway, um, you can weigh anything. I know. I get <laughs> it. I just I couldn't. Well, that's and that's a valid question, dude. I've I've had clients over the years, plenty of times, where like, well, how would I even measure that? And then I just tell them, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, because even like, like butter or oil or whatever, like, yeah. how am I supposed to be accurate with that? Because tablespoons are all different, really, yeah. like manufactured. Like also with like drinking water to, quote unquote, stay full or to like, mm-hmm. kill that craving or whatever. I'm I've done that in the past too, but you're just drinking water like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot. Like, I put a, rem- I just put a reminder in my phone when I'm, when I'm dieting and I need to, yeah. it'll be like every hour it goes off and it just says drink water and yeah. I'll just drink a glass of water or half a water bottle. Yeah. So that's good. But like when I, if now well, that we have this place, like I would probably bring a gallon jug. Yeah. Just because I couldn't drink a gallon of water. I just, you know, it's, uh, so your, your, your readers that are, you know, from your kidneys to yeah. help you piss yep. speed up as you drink water. So once you, if, if you like power through a gallon for a couple of days, like they start pushing out piss and you're like, fuck, I'm thirsty. Yeah. You'll start noticing it. Dang. Yeah. Cause it catches on. Cause I mean, even for a I feel photo like shoot, I'd be you do now a lot of times it actually helps people like flush out, get yeah. leaner. But, um, I mean, even for a photo shoot, like I'm not huge on a ton of manipulations before a photo shoot or, or state, like there's no peak week, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to say, like, for my last one, I was drinking, like, two gallons a day for, like, three days, oh. then a gallon and a half, and then one gallon the day before, and then just sipping on water the morning of. You said two gallons a day? Mm-hmm. For, like, three days. So what you do is you basically, like, imagine like this. like A, bo- a whole water bottle every hour? Just fill up two-gallon jug, and I just got to finish it. Yeah. It's brutal. But yeah. Um, but think of it like this. Like, if I drink two gallons of water and my ureters, everything's speeding up. I'm mm-hmm. peeing like crazy. And then I drink way less water because I'm only drinking a gallon of water now right before the photo shoot. I'm still pissing yeah. like crazy. So you're just like getting rid of all that water yeah. weight. Just helps you lean out a little bit. Touché. So you don't have to do crazy. Like it used to be even more intense back in the day and they'd take diuretics too. So you take diuretics that make you pee. Yeah. But nowadays it's more like put some lemon in there, drink a bunch of water. It'll flush out most of it. And then the last day drink less water and eat more carbs yeah. and some sodium and your muscle just fill up. What does a lemon do? Uh, lemon is a natural digestive enzyme and diuretic so it actually helps you pee and helps you digest i and it tastes i don't i don't like lemon at all oh really or in my water in your water or my tea or my corona blakely eats lemons even the skin yeah we're at a restaurant father are you (laughs) we're at a restaurant she just starts eating the skin we're like hey sweetie like it's the other side (laughs) (laughs) and she was just like eating the zest i was like whatever do you think yeah she's being nice and good at the restaurant so (laughs) josephine's sister Eats crab leg, but eats a shell. No. Yeah, I'm not. Or not. No, no, no. But whoa, 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 whoa. Not crab. I apologize. Shrimp. Just uh, eats a tail. That makes more sense. I'm like, yeah. Holy shit. I, I didn't think about that. But <laughs> Monster <I> just, jaws. <laughs> 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 no, the shrimp just keeps the tail on. 
That's gross. I've done that by accident before, and it was like I almost vomited. <laughs> I'm, I just go, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Not that it tastes she bad, goes, but it's. I'm eating my food. Just <laughs> normal like that. Yeah. You're not normal. No. <laughs> that's kidding. not. That's not. No. <laughs> that's funny. Anyway. That's. Have you seen uh, Crab Hands or Man Hands from Seinfeld? No. It's so funny. Jerry starts dating this girl, and he goes out to dinner with her. <laughs> it's like the camera's here and they're like talking and he orders crab and she's like oh let me i'll crack that for you and it zooms in and it's obviously like this like huge guy's hands like breaking the shell and he's like oh <laughs> so he goes back and he's like elaine i can't date her she's got man hands and he's like trying to like cope with it uh, but it's funny because every time they zoom in on her the hands you could tell it's like a guy's hands uh, just like sausage fingers ew yeah it's really gross seeing just crushing the crab and just being like Oh, it's probably my favorite episode. So good. Mine's George's wallet. George's wallet? Yeah. I'm trying to think of which. When I'm uh, sure there's several of them, but. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The, uh, it just like falling. Yeah, falling. yeah. Super old, shitty wallet. Um, All right, let's keep going. What should, should, what should my daily caffeine consumption be? Hmm. Um, I want to say, should that be a, like answer like no more than, or should it be no less yes and than? no? Because you know, like I could say for the average person, I would say probably no more than 500 milligrams a day, mm-hmm. but I probably am like tiptoeing on that line. If not stepping over it and you know, like a 250 pound man, it's probably completely different. Yeah. You know, his might be 800, you know, it's really depends but if you're 250 pounds, like depending on if you're obese or if you're built, like I understand if you're built and healthy, but like if you're obese, you probably shouldn't have a hundred percent. Yeah. Cause your adrenals will just get tapped. Yeah. I don't think any, I, I want to say, you know, so like a cup of coffee is about 150 milligrams of caffeine. And I want to say like, you know, most caffeine pills to really get you going are like two, 250. Okay. Um, and I want to say the recommendation is between three to 500 per day, but I would go to examine.com. Yeah. Um, I probably should have gone to that before we started this podcast, <laughs> but I, I want to say that. And, and I know for me, like I drink one cup of coffee in the morning, and then I drink usually two rock stars a day. Yeah. And that's 150 plus 220. For, no, 320 for those two together because they're 160 milligrams each. So that's putting me at almost 500 milligrams. Damn. And if I have pre-workout, it's going right above that. So my But my caffeine tolerance is also pretty high. Like the other night, just because we just felt like having a cup of coffee, me and Shannon had a cup of coffee at like 7.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Passed out like that. Like, oh yeah, just Easy. doesn't affect me. Me either. So, which part of it is that's actually not a good thing because it means that you're like becoming tolerant, which means that you're taking in too much caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think I think it really just depends on the person. It depends on the size of the person, um, and you definitely want to assess slowly. Like you don't want to just go from you don't drink any coffee to drinking 500 milligrams caffeine a day. So, um, start with one cup and then go from there and. I, I personally, and then there's the side of it too, where it's, I want to say caffeine has a half-life of six hours. I think it is. So what that means is like, if I consume caffeine at 5 PM, I might be buzzing for an hour, hour oh, and a half because that's half how long, life, okay. you know, but half-life, like half of that caffeine, the caffeine's still in my nervous system, still working me for six hours, okay. you know? So that's why they say don't do it. But again, some people are fine. Like I had a cup of coffee at 7 PM. I'm out at 10. Like yeah. I'm fine. So it just depends on the person. But I would say a general recommendation is somewhere between, you know, 150 to 600 milligrams a day. Okay. But examine.com has like exact to where you could go 0.2 to 
grams per kilogram of body weight. Like there's like an actual equation for it. Gotcha. Maybe we'll link that in the show notes. Um, all right. Here we go. Good plug. What supplements are worth my time and money? Um, so let's go before you like shout out companies or company or whatever. Talk specifics. Yeah. I think that the staples, you know, whey protein is always going to be there. That's a supplement. Yeah. Oh, I mean, technically. A naive mine, it's it's pills. and But yeah, I, I mean, guess it is a supplemental. Yeah. Yeah. So whey protein is one of those ones that you just like, even if you don't drink whey protein every day, you keep it in the shelf because you just have it there. Like, yeah. No matter what you have it there. Um, and it helps most people get to their, to their protein intake for the day. So I would definitely recommend protein powder. Fish oil is always at the top of my list because there's just so many proponents like joint inflammation, immunity, metabolism. Um, there's even some stuff that says like muscle protein synthesis. It could help skin, hair, nails, when like you say regrowth. Some stuff. What do you like? Like some studies. Like oh, uh, I've okay. read that it could potentially improve muscle protein synthesis, but it, I mean the, the research is limited, so okay. I, I wouldn't take fish oil for that reason. Yeah. But it didn't sound outlandish. No, and I would take it for all the other reasons because yep. it's super good for you. Um, I think a good multivitamin is important for most people listening to this podcast because most people are. I mean, everybody in today's world is basically stressed out at some point. Um, and 2020. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Jumanji. Um, <laughs> I love that meme. Like yeah. somebody closed the box. This <laughs> is crazy. Um, but, uh, for people getting leaner or training hard, if you're training hard and you're drinking a lot of water, you're urinating and sweating a lot. There's water soluble vitamins that will be depleted. And if you're getting super lean or you're on a diet, there's going to be fat soluble vitamins that are getting depleted, whether it's just because you're eating less fat since you're dieting or because you're losing body fat. So either way, like having a multivitamin is pretty important just to make sure that you're kind of covering your bases on that. It's like a insurance policy. Um, creatine monohydrate, always. Shout out to Creep Pure. Yeah. I mean, that's it's just proven backed. I mean, fat loss, strength, muscle growth, whatever your goal is, fucking work. It helps. It actually, work. yeah, it's been shown to help um, neurodegenerative diseases of the brain. So like preventative of like memory decline, Alzheimer's, stuff like that. It's also been shown to raise, I, I want to say they did on youth and it actually like brought up their IQs. Hmm. So, um, you should start supplementing with creatine. It'll help you edit more and ah, faster. Nice. <laughs> um, so creatine, fish oil, multivitamin, whey. I would probably add vitamin D for most people. I want to yeah. say like, I don't know the exact percentage, but it's well over half of the country is deficient in vitamin D, which is pretty crazy. Even yeah. even California, they're, yeah. they're deficient. So, that yeah, it's nuts. So that's a that's a must. Um, those are the only ones that I would really be like, you got to take these. Mm. And then we can get into like, you know, if you have money to spend and you feel like taking more, um, I would take a pre workout of some sort. Um, caffeine, citrulline, malate, betaine, those are kind of the, the cit- maybe beta alanine, depending on what you're doing in your training. Those are kind of the best ones for pre-workout. Um, ashwagandha, if you're a high stress individual, you could take that before bed. It's like a natural herb. I take that. Um, I take a lot of supplements because I just like taking shit, you know what I mean? And I don't, I don't mind investing a little bit of money in that stuff, but like ashwagandha is a natural herb that just helps. Helps reduce cortisol levels, helps calm you down before you go to sleep, um, can potentially help testosterone levels. Any, 
it's hard to imagine some taking all this stuff. I guess it's all good for you, but like I take some of it doesn't just like well, that's, counter each other. Oh, uh, I thought you meant like just the fact that I've taken so many pills at once. Oh no 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 no. I was gonna say that's you, sometimes exact. you don't even realize what you're taking. I know that's why I swallowed an AirPod. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, you take it all this stuff. Your body's like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, but, but no. it's all like. I mean, boosting. It's, yeah. yeah, it's all nutrients. Yep. I mean, your body's going to be able to accept nutrients, you know, and some nutrients play off one another. So, like, true, you know, if I take my vitamin D with fish oil, vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin. It's going to work better with some fat. Fish oil is fat, so it kind of like actually helps each other. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> I just trying to replay that morning in my head. <laughs> <and> I can't. <laughs> Have we even talked about that on the podcast. Oh yeah, okay. several times. Okay. Yeah, we people. Know. People that have before I was on the podcast. People, people listening, <laughs> like, wait, wait, what did he just say? <laughs> He swallowed an AirPod. <laughs> just taking his morning supplements. And yeah. But, I mean, that's a good example. Dude. I, I put a whole ton of supplements and pills in my pocket. I did it this morning. I put them all in my pocket, and then I started cooking and stuff, pour my glass of water while the eggs are cooking, throw them all in my mouth, and take it. But I just make sure that I don't put my AirPod in my pocket yeah, with it. That happened once. That was scary. But, um, yeah, I mean, those are the ones I take for the most part. I mean, I also take, like, curcumin. Yeah, what from what? Top Notch, which is like a inflammation supplement. I take Hydrate, which is like um, coconut powder, Himalayan salt, like some stuff that helps you with electrolytes and stuff in the morning. But those are like th- you don't need to spend your money on that. Yeah. Um, if you're like, hey, I like spending money on supplements and taking a handful of pills, like Cody does, yeah. <laughs> then absolutely, I think they're great. Yeah. But um, yeah, those are those are kind of the go-to. Um, so whey, fish oil, multivitamin, Can you get vitamin all D, these from creatine. Uh, almost all of them. Whey you can get from Legion. Creatine, you can't get just creatine, but you can get their post-workout supplement, which is has creatine in it. And it has some other things that are really good for recovery, which is a, a supplement I like. You can get fish oil. You can get the multivitamin. I don't think they have vitamin D. Um, and then they have all the stuff that's like you don't need it, but you could probably take it. Like for sure. there's a sleep aid one. There's a <clears throat> nootropic for like just cognitive function. Yeah. Um, there's casein protein, which I, I have that as well. So there is a lot, and that's that's kind of who I would go to. Um, as most people know, I'm still great friends with Top Notch, and I still love their product as well. Um, but, I mean, for the last couple of years, everything in my shelf has been Legion and Top Notch, and then the random, like, one that is, like, a random, like, ashwagandha. Like, you got to get, like, Swanson Naturals or random shit like that to yeah. get that one because they don't sell those. But, um, but yeah, those are probably my go-to. Nope. Yep. And obviously there's a link in the show notes if you guys want to check out Legion. Buylegion.com slash boom boom. All right. So uh, next question says, for recomposition, what is better, high carb or low carb? I Because I think people like black and white answers, I would probably <laughs> go with high carb. If I had to pick one, I, I would probably people go with high carb. People love black and white answers, huh? They do. Like yeah. People want the definitive thing. Yeah. You know, They don't want me to say, well, it depends on all these factors. And then well, by that – Don't apply to our coaching. Yeah. <laughs> By the end of the question, you'll be disappointed. By the end of the question, it's like you didn't even tell me the answer. Yeah, you know, because there is no answer. There is, well, this is where I think our coaching is different because there is an answer, but we have to discover it together, right? Because as we go through the process, we will learn what's better for you. Because for some people, high carb is better. For some people, low carb is better. But I can't tell thousands of people listening. How many people have said, "God damn it, Cody, you're right." (laughs) <laughs> I didn't like that answer, but damn, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I used to do all the time uh, in college. He, he would always say it depends, and I'd be like, on what? And then he would explain it. I'd be like, it's a good answer. Yep. I'm going to get him on the podcast. Tim? Yeah, it'd be so fun. I mean, he's he's got, like, really cool experience of seeing the fitness industry evolve over decades. Yeah. You know? I want to ask him about blood doping. I'm going to 
keep bugging you about it. Yeah, you should. Yeah. I mean, I'll ask him if he's COVID cool. <laughs> like, yeah, do you mind? Like, come to the spot or I can come up there. Like, yeah. I know school's closed down right now, so they're not at the school. But um, Take the mixer. Yeah. Uh, which I think I want to do uh, anyway. Like, once, once all this blows over, I talked to you about it a while ago, but we never got a chance to do it, especially with COVID. But going on, like, a podcast trip and literally going, like, all right, we're going to North California and we're going to hit these four spots in California and then we're going to fly to Arizona, hit this and then like loop over here to Colorado and then come, you know what I mean? Do yeah. the whole, yeah, be sick. That would be so sick. Shit. We could rent an RV. Oh my God. <laughs> I blow up. Make it a freaking road trip. Dude, that'd be dude. sick. That'd be sick. Oh my gosh. That'd be sick. Be Let's try and do that in like 2021. Yeah. hundred percent. I've been thinking about it. Um, I want to, uh, I got to get on mind pump and then, Dude, that'll be the start of the trip. Oh my gosh, that'd be so sick. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So for high carb, low carb. Um, for recomposition. Yeah, I, I typically like to go with high carb because I think that if somebody comes to me and they're like, "Hey, I want recomposition. I want to burn fat, build muscle." Whether we're doing that simultaneously or it's like we're going to periodize this, so by the end of eight months, mm-hmm. you've lost fat, build muscle. But we might have some fat loss phases, some muscle growth phases. Either way, that's recomposition. But for those individuals, they're usually coming to me from a place of, I train really hard. I already track my macros. I'm really into this stuff, For right? Sure. Like nobody comes in and says, I want to build muscle, burn fat simultaneously, but I don't really like training. Yeah. And I'm really not into this stuff. Like uh, they probably don't even know what recomposition is, There you, go. you know? So for those individuals, high carb usually works better because carbohydrates are the main fuel source. They're going to support muscle building way more than fat is recovery. going to recovery, stress yeah. management. Um, it's just more anabolic. So even the sense of when I eat carbs, insulin goes up. Insulin is an anabolic hormone. That's why drug using bodybuilders literally inject insulin into their body. It's Damn. because it creates an anabolic effect that allows you to grow. So Damn. if I want to grow, that's why like when people are like doing like uh, too much carb timing to where they're like, oh, I'm, I save all my carbs for post-workout. I'm like, man, I'd rather have carbs in every meal because that's going to help me build muscle. You know, when I go into a fat loss phase, I might have to change that because I won't have as many carbs to play with. But um, typically I would I would suggest uh, higher carb, high, high protein, high carb, and then the lowest fat you can get without worrying about health. So you just like 0.3 grams per pound, like I always say, and then the rest goes to carbs and protein. For sure. Um, your performance is going to be better. Stress management is going to be better. Muscle growth is probably going to be better. And at the end of the day, it's harder for your body to store fat from carbs than it is fat from fat, like, yeah. which makes sense. You know, um, fat is fat, so it's easily transferable. But if you are limiting that, your body's going to use what it can and it's not going to have a lot to store. So in yeah. recomposition is a, is a finite process you know you basically have to eat like at a slight surplus if not at maintenance and just train really hard damn yeah i remember when you did a uh seminar and you asked the well you didn't ask you were just like yeah it's kind of weird if you just eat rice for your meal yeah and someone's like yeah i do it i mean maybe they didn't say all the time but they're like i love that yeah <laughs> and you're like well you're the one out of here but i, I was like that's not what i was hoping yeah yeah, say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you use an example and somebody's like, nope, I do that. And you're like, oh, well, there goes bad that example. There goes that analogy. <laughs> it, but, but it wasn't a true. bad example. It's but. not because usually when I say that at a seminar, I'm like, does anybody here just eat white rice by itself? Yeah. They're like, no. That's exactly like, what it I was. Like I have yeah. chicken with it yeah. or I have uh, like I put butter on my rice, mm-hmm. grass-fed butter with salt. Yeah. So good. But that's fat, right? So yeah. like um, – but in that case, I was asking because it slows the digestion. Oh, okay. So you're talking just rice. 
Yeah. Okay. Like nobody eats just plain rice. Okay. I mean, you do with soy sauce. Yeah, but that's not plain. No. Exactly. Like, I mean, that's different from from a, the nutrient perspective that I was talking about. It is. Okay. Because. Soy sauce. And but but usually but do you but here let me ask you this do you sit down for dinner and eat soy rice. sauce and rice without chicken or broccoli or anything? Oh, you're putting scenarios into it. No. Okay. But have that's have what I, mean. I or would I or do I just eat rice for just by itself? Yes. With something on the side. I'm saying I like chicken. No. Or, oh wow. I mean, I, I will eat a bowl of rice. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But I will not sit down with, gen- with Joe's for dinner and have rice. Yeah. No. But Date night. Yeah. <laughs> no. right. But I mean, I mean, more or less, I had rice by itself an Im- immense amount of times, like in college and when, like we lived together or stuff. But just because I didn't have any groceries and it filled me up. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. filling. But that's the, high, high carb, you the, know. The thing that we were talking about in the seminar was the fact that, you know, that rice is a high glycemic carb. Yeah. And the glycemic index is kind of, uh, it's just, it's not very useful because if you add chicken to mm-hmm. that rice, you've added protein, you slow the digestion down and now it's not a high glycemic carb. So for me to demonize white rice because it's a high glycemic carb uh. is incorrect because I could add broccoli or oil or protein to it. And it immediately slows down the digestion, makes it a slow, de- uh, a low glycemic carb. For sure. Um, but that was, yeah, just debunking that. So I think somebody asked about the high glycemic carbs. Uh, yeah. It was either that or the difference between white and brown rice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Great. Um, next one goes, uh, who should be who should be using an intermittent fasting approach and who should not be? You should be using an intermittent fasting approach if you – Should be? Should be. Okay. If you have low stress in your life. And your goal is fat loss, and intermittent fasting helps you adhere to the diet. Yeah, stress is so vague. It is, but the reason I say that is because so many things can cause stress. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like intermittent For, fasting is a stress. Yeah. <laughs> so like you're just adding to it. There you go. And the the reason I always say too is because of the relationship between insulin and cortisol. Like when I take carbs, insulin goes up. Insulin blunts cortisol. So. I have a high stress individual. I've I've had client. I had a client. This is the only time it's ever been like clinical, where she literally had like straight up doctors know like clinically high cortisol levels, chronically elevated cortisol. Levels. So her, her doctor was like, "You have dysfunctional levels of cortisol. It's constantly spiking up, which is basically like you're stressed, you're stressed, you're stressed, you're stressed for no reason. You're just constantly wired. And then when you go to sleep, you're tired and wired, right? Like I'm exhausted yeah. because I'm just going, going, going. I but but I can't sleep because my cortisol's up. So. We, she was eating, I had her eating six days, six days a week. No, I had her eating six meals per Starving day, one day. <laughs> and carbs were in every single meal. Cause I was like, I just want to keep hitting that insulin response yeah. to manage that cortisol. And it worked. It helped her. Yeah. Um, opposed to like, like you were saying earlier, opposed to post-workout only. Yeah. Or like a low carb diet yeah. or intermittent fasting where you're skipping a meal. So I think, I think intermittent fasting works better for men than women. I think it works best for people who have low stress. I think it works best for people who train in the afternoon um, and for people who don't like breakfast and it helps them adhere to the diet. But if you are a female, you got to be cautious because your hormones are more sensitive. If you have a high stress lifestyle, you got to be careful. If you train in the morning, you probably shouldn't do it. Um, If your goal is muscle growth, you definitely shouldn't do it because you want to eat food more frequently. Um, And usually you have to go into surplus and intermittent fasting makes eating a surplus pretty hard. There's no way I could hit my calories if I was just eating two meals a day in the afternoon. But I'll tell you what, like when I go into my cut, I very well might use a form of intermittent fasting because I enjoy big meals. Yeah. So part of me goes, I can do one of two things. I can do uh, intermittent fasting from a standpoint of 
I'm just literally going to cut out breakfast and that's going to chop out 800 calories in my diet. So if he puts me in an 800 calorie deficit, that's all I got to do. But let's say he puts me in a 500 calorie deficit. Then I'm going to take 300 calories of those and put them somewhere else. Um, and then I still get the satisfaction of eating big meals versus a bunch of little tiny meals, mm-hmm. right? And my goal is fat loss, so I'm not trying to build muscle. Or I would do a modified protein sparing fast, it's called. And what you do there is you have protein during that window. So I wake up instead of having breakfast, I literally have a protein shake. Ideally, casein protein because it's slower digesting, so you have less of an insulogenic response. But take that protein in the morning, and then you still fast until your lunch. So, you, so you're getting that protein signal in, and you're having a really low-calorie breakfast. It's like 100 calories. You're just having some protein, but you're not completely fasted, Yeah. which is probably what I would do because hitting my That's protein perfect. intake with two meals is tough. It's like a hundred grams in a meal. It's just like, wow. yeah, gut bomb. Yeah. Um, even if I didn't three meals, that's hard. So I would probably go with, and I've had people do like a casein protein powder shake with their fish oil mm-hmm. in the morning, all their vitamins and stuff, and then keep going until lunch and then just have lunch and a big dinner. Yeah. And that works great. Yeah. So why did you, uh, why do you say it works great for people that don't want to have breakfast? And I, I know you, you kind of just explained that, but like you said also, if they train in the afternoon opposed to training in the morning. Yeah. So if, if somebody could, like, I've had people that wake up, grab coffee and they're going to work. Yeah. They're like, I don't want to sit down and eat breakfast. I'm not hungry anymore. Well, perfect. We're trying to lose weight. We're just not going to eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just going to track your calories for the rest of that. Um, so it works better for those people because they just don't like it anyway. For people who train in the morning, I don't like it is because training fasted, a- you're not going to perform as well as you would if you had a meal in your stomach. You're just not. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, you don't. There's some people that say they, they have more mental focus, mental clarity, which if is – If they don't eat? If they don't eat, which makes sense because when we wake up in the morning, the cortisol hormone, that's where it's, it's highest. So what wakes you up in the morning naturally is cortisol. Cortisol rises in the morning, and that's like an alert response, adrenaline, stress response. You wake up. Out mm-hmm. of sleep because you're in parasympathetic, rest and digest while you're sleeping. You're in sympathetic when cortisol goes up and that wakes you up in the morning. So if I wake up, my cortisol's high and then I continue my fast, it keeps that cortisol high and then I go train. Yeah. I have mental focus because co- cortisol literally tunnel visions you. It's like the easiest example of this is in caveman times. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A saber-toothed tiger is chasing you. No, yeah. Cortisol kicks in. You're fucking laser focused on how to get Sounds away. Sounds like an aggressive example, but it is. But it's true. Nobody's like, outrunning a saber tooth tiger. No, but the stress response is a stress response. Makes you want to take off. Yeah. So like that's why they call it fight or flight. Yeah. So that wakes you up in the morning. You go train. Your cortisol's already high. Mm-hmm. You're going to be more focused. However, studies usually show that when you have nutrients, more nutrients in your body because of insulin, because of blood glucose levels, because of all those things, protein synthesis, you're going to build more muscle. You're going to recover faster. You're going to perform better. Even if like your mental focus is a little, you feel clear when you fast, you're probably going to train harder if you have some food in your stomach. For sure. Um, and it's, it's easy to recover from. So again, going back to the stress model, it's less stressful in your body. Yeah. Damn. That's great. All right. So all about intermittent fasting. How many we got left? This is our last one. Dope. When is hit cardio appropriate that sounds like a training mm. question it is um <laughs> <laughs> wrong podcast no. um so i guess i mean i guess you can answer this could be want. like a fat loss cute faq you know like i mean because because i even think about like you know when i hired people for just nutrition coaching or when people hire us for nutrition <laughs> coaching we 100 percent do their cardio too yeah 
I don't um, think you have listeners that are only going to listen to this because it says nutrition. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but hit cardio is necessary. It's actually very similar to intermittent fasting. So it is necessary if fat loss is your goal, if you aren't a high-stressed individual, um, if you aren't doing too much basically because high-intensity interval training is just harder to recover from. So if somebody comes to me and they're like, yeah, you know, I get like six to seven hours of sleep, got a pretty stressful job, and I lift five days a week. What should I do for cardio? 100% you should just walk, like mm-hmm. lists, recovery stuff. Like you going on a walk is going to burn just as many calories, but it's also going to be easier to recover from. If anything, it actually promotes better recovery because yeah. you're moving. Um, whereas HIT is like doing another training session. Yeah. It's like brutal. It's hard. Not only on your muscular system, but your skeletal system, your respiratory system, your oxidative system, your central nervous system. So it's like why, why break it down that much? Especially if – okay, let's say you're in a diet. That's another stress. Damn. And you're training. You know what I mean? It's like – and HIT got popular because we were like, oh, well, shit, we can do an hour of cardio at low intensity or we can do 15 minutes of high intensity and burn the same amount of calories. Yeah. Most people are like, absolutely, let me do the HIT. The problem is is you get down that rabbit hole and you just overstress your body and you just fatigue your adrenals. You're just, you're just tapped out. So for most people, I think it's best to do lists, to be honest with you. I think, and if we look at like aerobic training, list is low intensity steady yep, state. Yep. If we look at aerobic training – like lists or just lower intensity cardios, it's actually better for health, better for your cardiovascular. Typically, it's better for your immune system, um, and it doesn't break down everything as much. So it's easier to recover from. You get just as many benefits. The difference is, is it might take longer to do during that session, and you it might take longer for you to get a better result because yeah. it's a longer session. So, you know, you if we were like, oh, we have 30 days to get to, you, to your goal, we probably would want to use HIT because we'd get there faster. But... At the end of those 30 days, you would be in a shitty position. So for us, we're like, hey, even if your goal is in 30 days, we're still thinking about month two, three, four, five, six, whether you're with us or not, because you got to maintain that. Yeah. So in most cases, I like going with lists if fat loss is the goal. Um, hit is okay if you're crunched on time and you don't have high stress or you're not training too much. Um, in perfect world, if I have somebody who comes to me and they're not stressed, they are a good candidate for hit. I will do some, but I'll still do lists because I think a combination is best. Yeah. And I usually like to either do one of two things, lift four days a week and then do one aerobic day and one anaerobic day. So one high intensity, Stagger one low it. intensity day just by themselves. Like yeah. this day, that's all we're doing. Or if somebody's lifting five or six days a week, then I'm putting the hit cardio at the end of their workouts because it's a very sympathetic in high intensity anaerobic driven workout. I want to pair it with the high intensity workout. So if I have a heavy strength day, I want to pair the cardio on that same day to keep all my super nervous system taxing and dominant days on one single day. And then the next day we move on to something a little bit easier to recover from for sure. Versus like we went hard as hell lifting and then tomorrow's like an easier lift day, but I'm going to do hit cardio too. Yeah. Now you're never, you're, you're not waving that intensity. Yeah. How do you determine how many days a week and what days you do the cardio? Days of the week depends on first their schedule, you yeah. know, because I have some people that are like, they're like on Thursdays I'm gonna crunch for time. Okay, perfect okay. day for it. Like let's, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but, but that's it. That's it. Oh. So, but like if you have somebody like uh, like Chad Gable, WWE guy, or Cash Wheeler, the other guy I work with too, they they're like, just tell me what to do. I'll, it'll work. Like I don't care, you know, because their job is it's to work look out. good and pr- perform well. Yeah. So to them, they're like, whatever you tell me, I'm gonna do, which I love. But for them, it's like. So Chad lifts five days a week right now. And then we have one day that is like low to moderate intensity conditioning. And then we have a little bit of high intensity conditioning on the end of workouts. So 
for him, it's more of like staying conditioned, performing well versus fat loss. Okay. Um, for uh, Cash Wheeler, who is in the AEW, we have four days of lifting, one aerobic day, one high intensity day, like one anaerobic day. So like balls of the wall sprint day, and then we have like a more low, longer, steady state day, and then four days of lifting weights. Um, now if somebody comes to me for just pure fat loss and performance isn't even a metric, then I'm probably going to add it in as I need to break plateaus. Cause like if they're like, Oh, I'm just maintaining, no, don't do any cardio. I don't give a shit. Like lift five days a week, have two rest days. You're going to recover better. You build more muscle. Then when it comes time to lose weight, I might say, Hey, that those two off days, you're going to add 30 minutes of list cardio. Just go on a walk. They had another plateau. Hey, I want you to add two more days, Monday and Thursday, just yep. random days. You know, and we're just going to kind of tackle them in. Um, until they reach their goal. So it really just depends on the person. Yeah. Dope. That's a great answer. Um, something off topic. That AEW, mm -hmm. I, uh, it was either last night or the night before I finally saw, like, like oh, it was two nights ago because NBA is on TNT. Mm -hmm. And so it was during a commercial, and I was like, what the hell? Yeah. AEW. Yeah. I knew you talked about it, but I don't. I think they started in 2019. Like, it's pretty new. Yeah. Well, they it, they advertise as brand new. Yeah. They're like AEW now on TNT. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to say it started in 2019, so it could have been less than a year ago. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's pretty new. Um, there's a lot of guys that were in the WWE previously that are in the <laughs> AEW. They're just um, worse now, or no? They're. I mean, it's the same caliber. Oh. It's just it's just a different network. I know some people just liked the way the hiring process was or oh. the job process or like the people the that are working with you are, you know what I mean? That like, was like double A compared to No, major. it's 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 they're both major leagues. They're both oh. I would I wouldn't <laughs> doubt if eventually they did like some kind of crossover, you know, yeah. like to where they're like They used to do that with like Raw and stuff, I think. Well they did that with like so there's like Raw and then like NXT. Never like heard of that in NXT. SmackDown. Those yeah. are those are yeah. all WWE. Oh so they would do crossovers because WWF. WWF was WWE in the past. They changed it to WWE. Holy smokes. Yeah. Okay. Went from WWF to WWE. Not a big Raw. So TV like, so, so guy. I think Raw's Monday nights. Oh, so yeah. Like Monday Night Raw. And okay. then there's like, um, I think Thursday's SmackDown. Like, so it's all WWE. It's oh. just different, like, leagues within it. Okay. You know, kind of like in NFL, there's the, um, what is it, the American, the AFL. And isn't there two divisions? Depending on where you're at in the country, there's regions. Oh, NFC, uh, AFC? There you go. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I think it's kind of like that. But no. those people... Not different leagues, but... No, but yeah, they still play each other. Okay. Yeah, but they're different conferences. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So I think it's similar to that. Okay. And then the AEW is like... It's just completely... Is it, it I mean, WWE? It's not WWE. I, it's hard to make an analogy for that because I was going to say it's like Canadian Pro because it's different, but yeah. Canadian Pro is way beneath. Yeah. WWE, <laughs> so that doesn't work. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, if you're a TV wrestling person then go check out the aw yeah there's the actually WWE. quite a bit of people who oh, follow me that are insane yeah oh that follow you yeah i thought you meant i didn't realize I, a bunch of people would reach out were like dude that's so dope i've been watching i'm like dang nice dude that's sick like oh yeah they're <laughs> you're about to be the aw main trainer <laughs> i'm trying <laughs> wwe too all right guys uh last uh faq um next week we'll uh back to normal schedule think of something <laughs> all right have a good one before i let you go i just want to say thanks i seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me educating yourself to get better results 
it still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the Nutrition Hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.